Some people clap on a one and three. Some people clap on a two and four. Some people don't join at all because they got no rhythm, and that's all right. Some people, they drink too much. Some people don't drink enough. Some people are just like me. I hope y'all forgive them. I'm like Scott and Tommy Corbins. I'm like Pete Southtown, Zan Zan. I'm always speaking my mind, but I'm better off by my tongue. I'm a bad show at the wrong time. Still, I'm a legend of my own mind. I'm good for the song, but I'm not for Welcome to another episode of Two Ales and Hockey Tales with Wally. And today, I am so excited to have on a 37-year-old from Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. His hockey journey took him to, the Can- to Canada, USA, Germany, Finland, Croatia, Sweden, Denmark, and Scotland. Suited up for Canada in the under-18s. An SJHL Rookie of the Year with the Notre Dame Hounds. In 05-06 with the Alaska Aces, he was also the Rookie of the Year all-rookie team, led the league in scoring, first-team all-star, and won the Kelly Cup in 07-08 with the Arizona Sundogs of the Cocktail Hockey League. He was on the all-CHL team, led the league in scoring again, MVP and champion. 2010-11, Ravensburg Tower Stars in this fight to Deutsche Bundesliga, led the league in scoring again by a bunch, 40 more points than me, and Deutsche Meister. That's the champion again, folks. 13-14 with the Alborg Pirates. Led the league again, but was eliminated by Sunder Yuski. <laughs> and fun fact, also led the EIHL in assists with the Brayhead clan or Glasgow clan. Welcome to the podcast, Alex Levitt. Wally, good to see you. Uh, it's a really cool thing you're doing. I'm really happy that you gave me a chance to come on. And yeah, I'm excited to shoot the shit with you. It should be fun. Ah, uh, man, I... Uh... You've gotten some good endorsements by some fellow teammates and other colleagues around the hockey world. So I'm looking forward to this one. <laughs> good, 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 good to hear. Um, so I start with how we know each other, which uh, basically I'll just, uh, this is, I'll go through this part quick as Ravensburg versus Beatingheim, Schwinnigan versus Helbron, Alborg versus Sunderjuski, Brayhead versus Cardiff. And uh, then, so we played against each other in quite a few spots. Um, we led the league all the time, sucked, but, uh, Menard and Miser fellow potters, um, were on your team with the Alaska aces as well. eh? Yeah, that was, I mean, I mean, what an introduction to fucking pro hockey, Justin Miser and Chris Menard on your team, just a couple awesome guys, uh, being a rookie, you know how it is. You don't really know shit. You don't know what's going on, but those guys took me under their wing early. Uh, we had an absolute blast in Alaska. All you could do up there was play hockey and drink and try and get laid. And that was basically uh, all three of us uh, were, were full time uh, at that. So, uh, you know, it was uh, an amazing experience up there in Anchorage. And yeah, those were two of the best guys I, I played with for sure. Yeah. Um, Harry, I called him miser. He was my uh, line mate in Daytona <laughs> beach and we had a hoot and he kind of took me under his wing there. So like, wasn't he like a rookie with you then? Well, I mean, that's the thing though. Like Miser, like he was 22, but like he fucking looked like he was 52. I know. And he talked like he was 62. So he kind of like, you know, he just 
old soul, old kind of look to him. So I, I, I knew I was hanging out with someone that was a similar age to me, but it just felt like I was hanging out with my dad half the time. Well, uh, speaking of what he looks like, he sent me one of the best photos I've ever been sent <laughs> this week. Um, it was him and his son standing in the kitchen. <laughs> Buck. <laughs> eat, eat. Each of them holding just a left-handed hockey stick. I was going to say, if it's Miser, it, this has to be naked. There's no chance he's got clothes on. <laughs> um, yeah, they were just, the, the kids standing there, like uh, almost like a hockey stance, and Miser standing there behind with the shit-eating grin. And it is one of the best pictures I've ever seen. I hope they recreate it in 15 years. <laughs> yeah, no, this, uh, I, I, again, I saw him a couple years ago. I was in Minnesota uh, just for, I, I forget what I was even there for, but I was seeing somebody else. Uh, somebody else for work i think and i got to hang out with him and a couple of his buddies and oh my god it was like we just picked up right where we left off you, like you know i'm sure you got buddies like that too you don't see him or hear from them from a while and we just went out on the town and got just you know got in one and it was uh, it was great to see him catch up with him and yeah all-time all-time uh, teammate uh, for sure i agree and the thing for me is uh, i'm actually doing that twice a week um i just don't hit the town i hit the shed <laughs> yeah, yeah. uh but yeah seeing everybody uh via zoom it's you fall right back in the pocket with them you know yeah no it's um, just i mean it's it's so different i mean i i like I, i'm in real estate down here and in texas and you know like you you've got some people that you kind of feel comfortable with and you can kind of you know shoot the shit with but it's just it's not the same. It's never the same. Like hockey is, is a small world and just the, that kind of fraternity. And, and uh, yeah, the conversations you have with your, your ex-teammates are a little bit different than you have in, in the business world. for sure. Uh, there's no doubt about that. Um, so that kind of led us into where and what are you doing now? So you're in Texas? Yeah, played for the, the Houston Arrows a long time ago. Uh, I think it was like 2005 or 2006 or maybe even after that. And uh, Oh, and did you meet a gal down there? Met a gal down here. <laughs> she thought I was a lot better than I am. I think she was trying to get that ticket to the show, you know. And then, uh, You know what? My wife, uh, she saw my junior year and she latched on too. <laughs> All of a sudden, now she's stuck with me 20 years later. We got two kids and no, but... Uh, yeah, I just love Texas kind of when I came down here. I Playing for the Arrows was awesome. And, uh, yeah, I met Lindsay uh, when I was down here in 2000, yeah, 2006, I think. And, yeah, we got married pretty quickly soon after. We actually got married in Vegas. So she went uh, to all the, all the European stops she was with you? Yeah, absolutely. She was there the whole way through. Yeah, the first year over in Germany in 2008, we had just got married before then. So she was there all the way through in Europe the whole time. And, uh you know, she was, like I said, along for the ride and she, she, she held her own. Yeah. My, my wife did the same. She came over the whole time too. And uh, they see a lot of the world, don't they? We get to well, do a lot of different things than we do now. Yeah. No, I was going to say like, she had a 10 year vacation over there where she just fucking had coffee every day and spent my money. So yeah, now, now I'm putting her to work. Now she's working nine to five and make making more money than I am. So it's about time she started doing something. I hope she does not see this. Like this needs to be off limits to her. She cannot see this because yeah, don't worry. In, Nobody's even listening to these. It's just yeah. us in our shed. If she hears me talking like this, like there's just going to be no sex for at least a month. So at least, um, <laughs> yeah, that's all right. She won't be able to contain herself. You know, I we'll agree. get, we'll get into your points later. It'll get her hot and bothered. <laughs> 
remember when I used to toe drag everyone? Come on, like, come on. Do you remember just... on the power play when he'd go around the net yeah. with his duck feet and like put his feet out like heel to heel, and then he'd just be looking for sauce passes everywhere? Like, do you remember that? You were up in the crowd for that. You remember that? The late the ladies love the heel to heel. Okay, there was a lot of slippery seats. You were really opening up yeah. the groins, eh? <laughs> open them right up yeah i never really had that in the toolbox (laughs) well when you're as slow as i am when you can't fucking skate and you're a midget you're five foot ten or you know five foot nine or whatever i am like you got to be able to create something right so i i learned that when i was young because i was never a good skater and and i just got addicted to doing it and just kept doing it and kept doing it and Eventually I really liked it because you were always facing like the play, right? Like when you were behind the net on the power play and you yeah. do your duck feet, you were yeah. always facing the play. You were never turned away from it and you had more options. It actually, I watched you run a lot of power plays over the years and I always wish I would have got at least a try on it, right? Like I think we could have had some fun. Oh, fuck yeah. No, I no the way you play for sure. You you share the, the same kind of vision of the ice that I did and yeah, no, we would have... Uh... It was funny. Every league we played in our power plays always, you were, we were both always running the half wall on the right side. Well, that's the only reason I could get a job is because I could, I could score on the power play. You put me on five on five. I'm a liability, but I I get you some points on the power play. (laughs) Um, So speaking of where and what are you doing now? You got kids, eh? Yeah, I got two kids. We have a boy who just turned seven. His name's Leo and then Mallory, who's a year and a half. Uh, So we've got a little bit of gap between there. Mom said some dirty things one night in my ear, you know, we, the second one really wasn't planned, but she, she said some dirty things and all of a sudden we have a second kid. So that's kind of how that worked. But, uh, but yeah, no, it's, uh, it, it's great down here. We're, we're in real estate. We, we own a bunch of homes, some rental properties. Uh, I do some commercial real estate stuff and some residential stuff on the side and, and Lindsay's kind of involved in that as well. So it's, uh, it's an ex- exciting time to be in, in Texas in the real estate world. There's a lot going on the main reason why I've been such a pain in the ass to get a hold of just because I've been, I've been busy, but, uh, but, but busy is good though. Oh yeah. Yeah. So you got quite a few tenants then. Yeah, we've got, uh, what do we have? We've got eight, eight, eight properties now that we own and we've got you know, tenants in there and, uh, yeah, no, uh, I'm a, I'm a slumlord. So that's kind of, that's where I like to be. It, it's, it goes with my, you know, my entire hockey career. So it only made sense that I was a kind of a slumlord after my, after my career. Well, fun fact, I also am too. There we go. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I rent out to some contract workers at the nuclear plant around here. You know, there we, we got, go. got a couple that we rent out and uh, yeah, no, it, uh, it's a, uh, it's a fun thing to get into, you know? Yeah, no, you meet all sorts of people. Uh, if you, you want to see sure people do. from all walks of life, uh, get a rental property and you will, uh, you will meet them all. So no, it's, I mean, we've had, I'm sure you've had similar things. We've had good experiences where we've had some great tenants who've been with us forever. And then you just, you have a couple that, uh, like, holy fuck, I just don't even, I just, I'm, I just don't even know how they get through the day. So it's, uh, you see it all definitely in the landlord world. Yeah, you definitely do. I uh, met a lot of people. The one place we had, I think I looked at the Excel sheet, it was 30 people went through it in a year and uh, they're all from different walks of life. And I actually really enjoy it. I don't know if people can tell I like meeting people. So (laughs) yeah, no, I I mean, we, yeah, we've enjoyed it too, but, but you're right though. It, it, it's, it's not just uh, you wake up on the first and you collect a check there. There is a lot of more work that goes into it sometimes. And we, we've kind of learned that the hard way over the years. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, as long, everything's good when things aren't going wrong, right? <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Everything's great when the fucking AC doesn't break. So yeah, you yeah. got that right. 
shitter's not clogged at 10 <laughs> o'clock at night or you know or there's a bat in the house <laughs> we had that one but um anyways moving on moving on minor hockey and growing up in edmonton to the yes. notre dame hounds yeah yeah no uh i mean notre dame was uh I think for, I think it's a polarizing place. I think some people go there and, and maybe don't enjoy it, but I fucking loved it. I had the absolute. So it's like absolute, a boarding school, right? Yeah, it's, it's exactly. It's, it's room and board. Um, you know, it's uh 300 guys and like 26 broads. So, you know, it's uh slim pickings, but uh, you know, you're there to play hockey and, 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 you know, get a good education. And I, I mean, I was there with an unbelievable class. Uh, the guys in my grade were fucking unreal beauties i like i just saw a bunch of them in whistler last weekend we had a 20 year 20 year reunion up in whistler where we had 20 guys come back and we, we all went and got shittered for three days and it was fucking unbelievable so yeah notre Sounds dame right. yeah shout out to notre dame uh i i mean obviously i haven't kept in touch with the school for for a while but when i was there it was uh it was incredible and i i really really loved it um well yeah i guess you even made uh the under 17 team pacific out of there eh? that year while you were That's at that right. school yeah team played on team pacific we lost in the finals to, the, to those fucking americans who had their stack team from their entire country and it was little old saskatchewan or alberta and, and bc against them so we did our best but uh but yeah, I, I remember that game we lost it was i think we lost like five five three or five four it was it was a good game but um yeah where Anytime was that tournament say again where did you play that tournament that was out in nova scotia it was in uh i think it was a town called truro i think a truro nova scotia if, if i can if that sounds right but yeah that was uh well was for a little tough. punk like you to make uh under 17 back in those days that you must have been playing pretty well because like I mean, I was playing hockey fine and I was not like I, the first time I ever got to the under 17 Ontario camp, that was like the first time I was around like the real best players my age. That yeah. was the first time I'd never seen them before. And then when I got there, there was a big gap between me and like them. Yeah, no, I was, I was still at the age where I could, I could get away with, you know, having, like I said before, having just average speed, right? Like I would hockey, the game hadn't quite changed yet there was, it was still kind of the old rules. And so even though I was small, I, the, the, the speed aspect of the game hadn't really hit yet. So I was still able to, to be pretty successful. Uh, it wasn't, you know, unfortunately until I got closer to pro hockey when, when, and I'm sure you went through this as well, where if you weren't just lightning fast, you didn't have a chance uh, to as make a small it. Anyway. Guy. Yeah, it, as, yeah, exactly. As, as a small guy, as a five foot 10 guy, you just had to be fucking lightning quick. So when did you start opening up the hips? Was that minor hockey or was oh, that? Dude, that was, Oh my God. That was honestly like eight years old, nine years old. I remember my dad, my dad teaching me how to do it on the backyard rink. We had a backyard rink at our home in Edmonton, like a lot of kids do. And yeah, I remember him teaching me to go through the pylons like that. And he was like, it's going to be important one day when you, when you're older, you'll trust me. And I, I thought he was crazy, but he was right. No, and then, uh, you know, they do teach kids that move now quite often. And um, I was going to demo it for the kids. I just came from a hockey <laughs> school, but I thought I might uh, either pop the knee out or uh, pull a groin or maybe get a hernia. So I refrained from showing them the duck feet. I actually had uh, I had a younger buck show them that. There you go. I, I, I haven't skated that much since I retired. I retired in, in 2017. So I've only been on the ice a couple times. But that is the only move that still feels comfortable to me. I can't cross over left. I can't cross over right. 
But if I got to put the heels together, I'm, yep. I, I feel safe. I'm, it's my safe zone. You know what? And it looked great when you were doing it. <laughs> Good God. Everybody was open on that power play, man. When you go behind the net, everybody was open. It didn't matter what we did. It didn't matter where penalty killers went. You'd be cruising behind the net with your duck feet. And I'd think, oh, no, somebody's going to one time it in. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, Notre Dame hounds under 17. So you're doing pretty well then you're you're doing that you're doing pretty well so you might have got drafted pretty high to major junior but you got recruited to wisconsin yeah i went to wisconsin and i mean that situation i've told the story a million times but that situation just sucked just because you never told first me year I went as, a fre- as a first year i went as a freshman and uh it was amazing i had an we had an awesome coach he was incredible and then he unfortunately retired they brought in a new guy uh, who just fucking sucked and he hated all of us. And basically after the, my second season there, I just was like, I, I can't play her anymore. So I, I left there, went back to the Western league and uh, you know, played in the WHL, but man, playing in Wisconsin was, was so awesome. I just loved it. And I wish I could have played there the, the four years, you know, navigating Lieutenant. Yeah, there you go. Um, no, but uh, I played against Wisconsin. That arena was like, Jesus, it was almost like an NHL arena. We yeah, played in no, a tournament there. The Cole Center. Yeah, awesome. Amazing facilities. I mean, awesome guys on the team. Madison in general is like an incredible, you know, uh, you know, place to, to live and to be. And, and I really wish I could, could have stayed there longer. But it was just such a mess with the coaching and that the whole program was like got flipped upside down. We had like nine or ten guys leave the team that second year and you know I, I had to do what was best for me and going back to play in the western league was was the best thing for me at the time so uh, okay well no that's it's you got to make those decisions as a hockey player right to keep progressing um so I saw you went there um and uh you're putting up about a point a game eh, for what three years in swift current and the everett silver tips yeah, best coach I ever played for was in, was in Everett was Kevin Constantine, uh, a name you might recognize, uh, coached in the NHL for a lot of years. He was the hardest motherfucker ever, just would rip you to shreds. But, you know, he'd always call you in like the next day and, and tell you, you know, he cared about you and he was trying to do the best thing for you. But man, he was he was tough. He was uh, he was old school, but he was a great coach and and he was the one that kind of you know, got it through my thick head that if I wanted to play anywhere in pro hockey, I had to make a few changes. So he, I, I give him a lot of credit for any kind of success I ever went on to have. So. And at that age, right. And you, I, the kids are obviously the same now. They still, they, you think, you know, it all at that age, exactly. right. And coaches yeah. try and tell you what you need to do and what you should yeah. do, but it really is up to the guy. Yeah, no. And that was, that was always my problem for sure. When I was younger, it was just, uh, just, little bit difficult to coach and 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 he he definitely got through to me uh the old-fashioned way and uh i, I still i still kind of will we'll call him you know every now and then and and, and stay in touch with him with you know I, i'm sure you might have this too you get one or two coaches throughout your career that you really connect with and they make a they make a you can tell they make a real effort and and constantine was was one of those guys for me for sure he was awesome yeah, Derek Clancy, Daytona Beach, Ohio would have been one of those for me early. He was my rookie year. And um, yeah, yeah, he he took an interest in me. And it was, you know, it's like you said, not every day was easy or fun. Yeah. There were a lot of days where like you didn't know if he still liked you. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> but you yeah. wanted him to be happy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, Constantine, like I was a 20 year old on our team and ever, and Constantine would just, we'd have video sessions and he would just look at the 16 year olds and he'd be like, if any of you 16 year olds play like Alex Levitt does, just fucking quit hockey. Like he would just scream this in our team meetings and just rip me to shreds. But he, he was trying to get the, the best out of me. And I don't know if that type of shit would work now. I, I know the games and the coaching and the communications changed a little bit, but back in the day, it, uh, I got the message and, and, and he, like I said, he was hard on me, but I needed it. Yeah, no, I totally understand that. Um, yep. Moving on. You, you did pretty good. Um, you, I saw actually it was Everett then when the coach is pushing you, you had like quite a bit more points than like the rest of the players for per game average, I'd say. Yeah, no, we, we, we played a very defensive style with that team. Uh, so it was, it was, uh, you kind of had to be a little bit more defensively committed than I ever wanted to be. You know, the way I always played hockey was to cheat, cheat, cheat everywhere on the ice um, to try to get points. And he was the first coach that kind of really got into my head that, you know, if you, if you just fucking buy into what we're trying to do here, we might win some games. And and he was right. And so maybe Weird. the same coach did the same thing for me. Yeah, I, I didn't care about defense either. Yeah. So it, I mean, it, it, and again, when you're like 20 years old, it's just so hard to fucking to swallow that. But, but, but yeah, no, we, we had a good team. We had some awesome guys, uh, you know, I think we could have we could have probably done a little bit better in playoffs. We had some bad luck, but uh, it was a it was a really really fun year. I I loved playing in Everett. It was a great spot. Where is Everett? It's just north of Seattle. It's like about an hour north of Seattle, and it, like it's a really kind of beautiful area. A lot of money there. Uh, the billets were all you know hot moms and uh, fucking a <laughs> lot of money. So it was a it was a good spot. <laughs> oh jeez. Okay. Moving on then after a solid three years in major junior and pretty good at Wisconsin, what are the pro options um, with your, I guess your inability to skate fast, but great looking duck feet. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, so I, I don't, obviously, you know, going into in my first pro year, I went to, uh, I got lucky enough that I got invited to NHL camp in uh, where was that in it was our NHL rookie camp for the, for, for the Calgary flames. It so you go big. to rookie camp with, with like no contract, just like, I'll show you what I can do. Yeah, exactly. Just come in and just get on the radar. Uh, my agent at the time was like, just go and, and, and maybe somebody there will, will see you and remember you. And I had a good, good rookie camp. Uh, didn't get invited to, to NHL main camp because obviously without a contract, that's almost impossible, but, but got to go to the American league camp, which was in Omaha at the time. Went down to Omaha for the American League team. Should have should have made the team. Had a really good AHL camp down there. Scored a bunch in preseason. But again, sometimes you know it doesn't it, matter how well you do because all the guys on contracts are coming down. Yeah, no, and that and that was and they were and they were they were good about that. They they kind of told me straight up like, hey, it's going to be kind of impossible for you to make the team, but we're glad you came and we appreciate it. And the coach there. Uh, at the time, put in a really good word for me uh, with the guy up in Alaska, Davis Payne. And so then Alaska called me and, uh, you know, pretty quickly after that, I was on my way to Alaska to, to play for the Aces. So what'd you think of like, obviously you're leaving uh, major junior, you don't know where you're going to end up when you head out for that rookie camp, but like, had you been to Alaska before? And what'd you think when you were signing in Alaska? Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, definitely like just... <laughs> 
yeah exactly like no fucking clue like what i'm like what am i doing like what league do they even play and they play in the east coast hockey league but they're in alaska that doesn't make any sense um is there anything to do up there is this team any good who's the coach yeah a lot of questions but you know did a little bit of research uh you know found out that it was actually a really great place to play you know they paid guys under the table a little bit there so definitely uh tried to try to get myself involved with that a little bit but uh yeah, it was uh, of course. it was an awesome spot. It was a, it was a, the ownership there was amazing, um, and then obviously we won the championship that that my first year. So uh, got lucky make, making that decision to go there. No, yeah, it sounded like you guys had a hoot. I know uh, Harry Miser, um, he, uh, he I think he was episode twenty eight, folks. I um and he uh, was our first sponsor. Woody's Pub, his basement pub, was our first yeah. sponsor, um, yeah. but. Uh, he said that was his favorite year of hockey was playing in Alaska that year. Yeah, no, it's, it's in my, definitely in my top, you know, two or three as, as well. Pro- yeah. Probably my favorite as well. Honestly, if I, if I have to think about it, I mean, when you win a championship, it's totally just, different. Yeah. yeah everything kind of, you, your bond is a little bit obviously uh, longer and tighter and, and everything just goes to a different level. So yeah, winning the championship was, was obviously a, a big deal, but that team just had so many fucking beauties on it. It was like, oh, that's you know hockey. how like, you know how like, but you know how like most teams, like there's always maybe like two or three guys that, you know, maybe are not cancers, but maybe just aren't, you know, necessarily. In the, the mix. Yeah. yeah. That team didn't have that. That like we, we just said like 24 guys that were all just fucking awesome and like just wanted to party. And then when it came to game time, we're just fucking ready to roll. So it was like, it was an amazing experience to be yeah, like we're going to go out and get shit faced, but we're going to show up at the rink the next day and we're going to kick your dick in. So it was just, it was awesome. <laughs> oh, those, that is so fun. And um, like, you know, I, I didn't do it before a game often, like have that many beers, but I would say um, I think teams can really come together when you really blow the doors off and then the whole team shows up to practice the next day. And, you know, you get through practice, even if it's hard. It it builds character as a team, and the boys have a laugh, you know. A couple boys might fall down the odd time, right? Like, it brings a team together. And the the best part was is the coach was, like, fully on board with it, too. Like, he was an old-school guy. He was an awesome coach, Davis Payne. He went on to coach in the NHL for a bit. I think he's still coaching in the NHL as an assistant. Um, But, yeah, he was just like, I don't care what you guys do, but you need to show up when it's game time and I need to see, I need to see fucking results. So do whatever you want to do, but if it affects your play at all, I'll shut this whole thing down. Well, we never really let it get to that point. You know, you know, night before games, it was always pretty tame, but yeah, if we ever had like a, a couple of days before a game or a day off, like the whole fucking team was out and just getting after it. And it was, it, I think it helped us play better. Oh, for sure. It brings a team together when you're together and you're having fun off the ice. When you go on the ice together, you're a brotherhood and like you do more for each other and you're willing to do more. Yeah, Yeah. no, I, I, I agree that. And so that was a great kind of experience for me as a, as a first year guy to kind of see like, okay, like, you know, this, this is what works at, at the pro level. You need to be responsible. You need to have, you need to be ready to play, but you can also, you can also have a good time, but, but man, it, it's important that, uh, you know, the off ice shit is, is, is going as good as the on ice shit. Yeah. And, um, so curious question, you're on the East coast deal, but like when you're leading the East coast and scoring, maybe not back then as much as now, sorry for burping the mic again, folks, but, uh, <laughs> this isn't a coffee podcast like this morning, this is a beer one. Um, 
but like you don't get called up and you lead the league in scoring. Like, isn't there a couple days when you're sitting in Alaska in the dark in the middle of winter going, geez, they keep calling all these other guys up to the AHL, but like I'm leading the league in scoring. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, definitely a few phone calls to my agent that year where I was like, what the fuck do I got to do? Like, I don't, I don't get it. Like I'm, I'm trying to, I'm doing everything I can here. And, 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 you know, I honestly, I, I think the location hurt, you know, like when you're in Alaska, you're not on a contract. You're not you know, an easy team, call up. Not an easy call up. It's like a five, six hour flight to anywhere, you know, where an American league team is. Uh, we were affiliated with Peoria in Illinois um, cause that so, makes sense. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Like what, you know, I, yeah, exactly. But so, I mean, I think the location was a little bit of a factor. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was just one of those things that it was frustrating cause you're, you're doing everything you can, you don't get called up, but I, I, I knew my chance was going to come eventually. And it, it did next year. You know, I, I, the next year I played pretty much the full, full season in the American league and, and got my chance well, I'm not, I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. <laughs> I'm not there yet. We're not done with, uh, I, my next question about Alaska, though, is like you went from major junior, which is still kind of like playing with kids, right? Like that's yeah. playing with kids. Even yeah. college is more like playing with men, which you had already done. But mm-hmm. then you go to pro, which when I went to pro, even these coasts, like, yeah, we were a defensive team. Um, and like, but like I found it harder to put up points in the coast and I guess in the North division or whatever, but like you go to the coast and put up more points per game than in major junior. Like, did you find it easier? It was just easier. Cause uh, my, my teammates were so good. You know, it was, it was one of those things where, you know, like, you know, playing in junior on those defensive teams with Constantine, we, we played a style where, you know, scoring just wasn't a premium. We tried to win every game two to one or three to one. Whereas in Alaska, we just, we had guys like Chris Menard, Barrett Heisen, Mike Scott, you know, we had so many like legit American league NHL talent level guys on our East coast hockey league team, uh, where if I just got the puck and just, you know, threw a sauce pass across the ice to Chris Menard, he just fucking one time to top cheese, like, you know, you know, five times out of, out of six. So, you know, it was just, it was you just and him would have been a good mix, eh? Him as yeah. a shooter and just wanting to be in the slot shooting him, and you would have been duck feeting around, just putting it right in the wheelhouse. Like he had great speed too. Like he was really fast, and so he would just get open and he would just skate around the fucking ice like this with like, like just his, cocked, just tickling the rafters. Like he would just <laughs> have his whole shift would just be like this, and I would just and then boom, <laughs> yeah. I would look for him and uh, yeah, I'd throw him a, I'd throw him a, sh- a horseshit saucer pass. It hit him in like the shin pad. He'd somehow knock it down and then roof it. So uh, honestly, like a lot of it was just playing on such a good, you know, strong team. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, there's that, but you also had like over 90 points. Hey buddy, how are you? What's your name? This is Leo. He's uh, he's come in to, what are you asking me here to get you, get you on Roblox? Is that what it is? I deleted the game. Go get, go get mom. I can't. Roadblocks. That. that game sucks. I, I'm doing something right now. I, I'll come see you in a bit. Okay. You want to say hi? You want to say hi to Wally? Hi, Wally. See you, Leo. <laughs> go to bed. <laughs> yeah, go to bed. No shit. Okay. <laughs> um, so I think we're pretty much good with the coast there in Alaska. Um, so you lead the league in scoring. I think it was over 90 points. That's outrageous. Um, <clears throat> you win the championship. Usually scouts look at that as a pretty big deal. Yeah. Um, 90 points lead. Yeah. So that, that, and that. So then what's your contract the next year? 
Well, I get I get on a uh, two way deal with uh, with the Minnesota Wild. Uh, what do you mean yeah. two way deal? Like they they signed me to an NHL two way, which is just like oh baby, yeah, like league minimum in the in the NHL, which at the time I think was like five fifty, and then just a like a seventy five k deal, um, down in uh the standard, in the yeah, yeah, exactly. And so I got a just a one year deal was all I got. Went, you know, obviously went to NHL camp, first first time NHL camp, played uh, a couple a couple games, not games, but a couple of, like scrimmage games with Marion Gabrick when he was there. And that is the by far the greatest hockey player I've ever seen with, you know, in my own two eyes. That guy was that guy was like the first like real sign to me that I was like, hmm. I I might not be good enough to play in the NHL. Like I really want to play in the NHL and I'm going to do everything I can. But holy fuck, this guy is like playing a different sport than me. So that was going to NHL camp for the first time at, at 21. That was uh, that was an eye opener. I totally understand because um, when I went to the Columbus camp, like I never yep. even got to play in the real games with the real players um, <laughs> or like even the scrimmages. I got to skate with the draft picks, but like even just seeing them in the locker room yeah, and like no, I, walking by like Jason Chimera or uh, who else was there, like any of them and like they were like so there was a one guy told me he's like you don't know how many NHL training camps you're going to go to so you got to try and grease out a few t-shirts when you can right (laughs) and he's like there'll be lots of extras so there's a box of t-shirts and I look through it not one is even close to fitting me they're like triple xls and I'm looking for like a large you know no it was uh it was yeah like my first real experience in the pro like the NHL environment and yeah, it, you're nervous and it's, and it's pretty, uh, pretty intense. Again, you're only like 21 years old. So you don't have like that maturity yet to kind of like deal with the situation. You're just trying to do your best and, 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 you know, not embarrass yourself to be honest. So I, I mean, I had a good camp there and then, you know, got sent down to the American league and, and ended up having a, a pretty good year down there. And, uh, yeah, that was. Uh... I want to know about this year because this is the year I have questions. Um, okay. You played 23 games for Houston and you met your gal, I believe, right? Well, yeah, no, I, I ended up meeting her later because she was in San Antonio, but I ended up, I did meet her this during this season, correct? Okay. Houston, 30, 23 games played. You play in the coast a bit for 30 games, but then you do play for San Antonio. So, it said alone are like, why are you playing for San Antonio? And then we'll get into what happens there. Well, I'm on, I'm on contract with, with Minnesota. I'm, I'm, I'm playing for, you know, the, the team in, in, in Houston, um, coach in Houston, you know, uh, doesn't love me, but he doesn't hate me. He just doesn't love me. And, and he, I'm kind of struggling there a little bit. So I get sent to the coast. What kind to, of role uh, you play in that when you were in that, in that environment? I, they got me like like they're trying to make me into like a third line kind of yeah. checker guy, right? Right. And, and if like, you're not on the power play cruise, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's What's like, the what point? Like, What's what the point? What, what are we doing here? Yeah, but they're Seriously. they're trying to make me into like a like a skill guy, like a Kyle Wellwood kind of like checker kind of guy, right? Is what they're trying to turn me into, and I I I am not about that life. I I do not want to be that guy. So <laughs> so I I kind of get sent to the coast, and then when I'm there. The coach in San Antonio, uh, man, what was his name? I forget his name, but he really liked me because I, I had a couple good games against them early in the season. And he just calls, he calls Houston and he says, can we just like have this guy? Like he's just playing on the East Coast League. Can we just have him? And they're like, yeah. So they just loaned me 
to San Antonio. Bullet chop, brown ale. Um, you're saying that's how you got there is the coach saw you play in the HL and he's like, this guy's not getting an opportunity. And that you don't remember that guy's name because that yeah, guy that's, that's fucking embarrassing. You need to right. know that guy's name because like my ah. gosh, what that that's a that's a power move by that guy because there's a lot of coaches in the HL that are just gonna stick with the company guys. They're yep. gonna stick with the company guys that the scouts drafted, that the GM yep. picked, and that guy went out and said, Did you see him cruise around the net five on three, <laughs> five on five, heel to heel? That guy, everybody was open when he went around the offensive zone. Everybody was open. He came in the offensive zone, pulled up. Everybody was open again. Why is everybody open every time this guy gets the puck? <laughs> no, I mean, uh, God, I think his name was Pat something. Fuck, what was his name? God damn it. That, I, that's embarrassing. That I forget. You know what, Pat? If that's your name, you deserve, yeah. you deserve better because you know what Pat did? He gave Alex a real chance in the AHL, folks. And Alex showed him what he could do with a chance. And that's 20 points in 16 games of the AHL. Most people that do that go to the NHL after, folks. Yeah, no, he, he, they gave, like, I got to San Antonio and it was like from day one, like on the first line, like playing with the two best players, uh, power play, just, you know, you, you know, remember how their names. Yeah, I remember, I remember a few of the guys. Because I thought your 20 points in 16 games in the AHL, <laughs> you would have been half hard for the two, three months you were there. You would have been feeling it. And then I find out you met your wife. So maybe that's all you remember about that time, eh? You just, no, I mean, yeah, there was, it was a great time in my life. Met her, had a lot of fun. Team, like, was, you're playing the American League. You're getting to play a lot. You know, team, team, you know, we, I think we won, like, nine in a row after, after the team was, was struggling. So, yeah, it was, it was an awesome time. Ended up signing, like, a, a two-year deal uh, with, you know, with Phoenix, uh, who, was the, who was the San Antonio Rampage kind of parent club at the time. And, yeah, no, I really I, – I thought I was going to get called up in, in March or April there because, at, you know, at one point I had, like, 15 points through seven games. And the coach called me into the office after one of the games. And he was like, you might be going up tomorrow. We got to see. And serious. Yeah, no, it just, it was one of those things where it it all, it almost happened. It just, it just, I'm sure there's a million guys that have, have the same story, but uh, it was, uh, it almost happened, but it didn't quite happen, unfortunately. Wow. No, I was curious of like how close you felt. Oh, burped again. Yeah, no, he called, he called, I had a couple conversations with him where he was like, you might be going up, you might be going up. And he just grabbed me one day in practice and he was like, and this is the guy that's not even part of the organization you're part of. You know that, right? No, I know. You were loaned there. Yeah, no, I was loaned out, but, but, but in the agreement, they had the right, they could do anything they want. Like they, they could, I could, they could loan me to the show. And who is San Antonio with? Who's there with the coyotes with, with Phoenix. So all those coyote picks, right. And all those puppies in the coyotes, um, up and coming farm system. And the coach says, sorry, kids, but I need the guy from Houston to come here and play first line because you guys are shit. And then you come in, get 20 points in 16 games. Sorry, buddy. I think your name's Pat. Yeah. No, I, uh, that's, I'm really embarrassed. I can't remember his name. That's so awful because he, he, you're right. He, he gave me a break and what it sounds like to me. Yeah, no. And, uh, and he, and he pushed hard. Like he tried to get me called up. I know he did. And, and, uh, no, he was one of the uh, – he definitely fought for me. And, and as you know, you you need that in your pro career. You need a few coaches to kind of – to make some things happen for you. So he, he was definitely one of them. And, 
the fact that I'm forgetting is his last name. You right know now. what's funny is like the the only thing I have that like relates to that is after I'm in the coast with Dayton. We put out Florida in the semifinals, which was mm -hmm. a huge upset. And we go out on the town after, and uh, they were like, uh, I think they were Carolina and somebody at Florida's farm team for the coast, Florida yep. was. And uh, we go out, and there's some guy, like a scout or somebody at the bar, and he was like, great series. I thought, you're a great player. Let's get talking, blah, blah, blah. So then I tell my agent the next day about it. <laughs> he goes, well, what was his name? <laughs> It's like I got no idea. I don't know. I don't know. Like, get the name. Get his yeah. business card. What do you Anything. mean? Was he with Florida or was he with Carolina? <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. not sure. <laughs> Didn't get it. Sorry. Sorry, I'm heading off to Germany. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See you. See you never. <laughs> um, okay, but uh yeah, 20 points in 60 games. The HL is wild. So then you say you do get a two-year deal with Phoenix. So yep. Now I'm really curious, obviously, because yeah. you, you know, do you want do you want to hear about your season the next year? Yeah, no, it was a good year, but you want to hear about it? But it was in the wrong is in the wrong league though. That no was the kidding! <laughs> I was so I was so curious why you're with the Arizona Sun Dogs getting a hundred and twenty eight points and forty goals in fifty eight games played, folks. The next leading scorer on the team was over 60 points behind him. <laughs> yeah, no, again, 60 points behind you, and you only played 58 games. <laughs> that was, but that was a fun year, too. I mean, we, we ended up winning the championship that year as well in a central league, but yeah, no, that was a little frustrating as well because I, 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 I earned more time in the American League that year and, and, and didn't get it, and it was just, uh, I don't know. It was just unfortunate. Did they ever talk to you as to why? Well, it was a new coach again. So it was, it was similar to kind of what happened to me before at Wisconsin, that that, that coach the year before who had brought me in and loved me, he got gassed. They oh. brought, and they kind of gassed everybody. Like in the, like that's when Gretzky was there in Phoenix and they kind of gassed everybody in the entire Coyotes and San Antonio Rampage organization. They brought a new guy in and, you know, he didn't love me right out of the gates. Mo most coaches don't like five foot ten, fat, slow guys. So I didn't. Uh, Did you? I, I was. You know what? You did send me a picture of you in a bathing suit. And you, <laughs> yeah. and you know what? I don't know if it was just after hockey, but you almost looked like you had a body like me. Yeah. No, I. I was. I was on the all body team every year for sure. That, that's. Uh, did you beat the goalies in the fat test? Some there years? you go. Yeah. It was. I was always neck and neck. It was like 15, 16 percent. Like who? Who wants it the most? You know. I totally get it. Um, I was the very <laughs> same. It's very interesting. And you. You played in all the same leagues as me, eh? Yeah. No. It's. Uh, there's a common theme there. I think for sure. But yeah. No. I mean that. It's not I, our fault. It's genetics. That's what I tell my dad. I'm like, this is your fault. Like, you know, like, why didn't you work out a little bit when you were younger? You could have helped me out. But uh, no, I'm just kidding, obviously. But yeah, it was, uh, you know, that year oh. was fun, though. I have mixed feelings about that year because we win the championship in the Central League. You know, obviously an awesome experience doing that. Um, but yeah, I... I mean, looking back at it now, you look at the stats, like, I fucking... I should have played more in the American well, League. I, I honestly... I thought you, like had maybe bought a home in with the where what town is the Arizona Sundogs? That was in a town called Prescott, Arizona, which was like 
an hour north of Phoenix is basically where it was. But seriously, like I talked about your year in the coast with 90 points and you're wondering like, geez, why am I not getting called up? But you're on a one way East Coast deal and you're not with any teams and you're in Alaska, right? This time you're on an NHL deal. Yeah. They send you to the Central Hockey League, which is a good league back then. And you put up the year that you do. There's got to be a lot of days you're thinking, what the fuck am I supposed to do? They did it to a, they did it to a few of us. Uh, Dave Schlemko was there with me the whole year. You know, he went on to play like 10 years in the NHL as, as a really solid D-man. He was an awesome dude, but he was in the same situation. He was NHL contract, played the whole year in the Central League. Tyler Redenbach went through the same thing as well. Another awesome player, awesome guy went to europe for a while right yeah yeah like i mean we're we're all we're all down there in the central league and we're all clearly good enough to be in the american league and it was just i don't know phoenix was such a fucking mess like you know the whole like the the whole thing they were worried about was keeping the team there so they you know not having the team move was like their 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 focus and their and their minor league system was just a, a bit of a gong show so it was kind of a bad situation to be caught up in unfortunately you know what sucks though like i know like you said everybody's got different stories of how it all went but like uh just me dissecting this frog here is that if that coach doesn't get gassed and yeah. he's the coach the next year yep. and you show up at ahl your your body's gonna look a little bit better to that coach when you walk in the room the first day and he's gonna be like there is my first line center there's my first line power play and then you would have taken that and ran with it and then next thing you know it could have been christmas and you're in the nhl for a while no you're right and and i and i and i spoke to him about that uh a couple years later i think when i was in i forgot maybe when i was in germany i i he was trying to get a job over in europe and he and he contacted me and i I was trying to help him out, get a job in Europe. And he kind of said the same thing. He's like, man, he's like, you know, you know, we had a good, good team there in San Antonio. We had some good players. And if I hadn't got gassed, you know, your, your career could have gone on a different trajectory. And I was like, man, don't even get me started. I didn't want to think about it. So. No, but you know what? It's like where you end up and who the coach is, man, that changes everything. It plays a big role. I mean, there's there's a certain percentage of guys that are just so fucking good, they're going to make the show no matter what. Like, you know, even if a, a monkey is coaching, they're, they're still going to make the show because they're talented. The Marion so Gabricks of the world. Exactly. The, Mar- the yes, specimens. Exactly. Oh, my God. Unbelievable. Yes, exactly. But for, for you know, a, a, you know, 20, maybe 30% of their other guys, yeah, the the breaks – you, you need to get one and 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 then when you get one you got to capitalize and and yeah i was real close to getting in the right spot and you're right if that guy hangs around i i probably have a little bit different career so definitely um so i think you had said well you know what i'm just gonna i'll pump your tires a little more this is the only time though because pretty sure last time i saw you i probably was trying to fight you or something but uh, (laughs) probably for diving in germany like a little punk (laughs) um but those playoffs even if like there's some guys that like realistically would kind of shut her down but you kind of did the opposite when you go down to the central league you're like hey you know what assholes check out what I can do. And then even when you get to the playoffs, you don't even shut her down. Then like you get 30 points in 17 games. eh? We had a great team. We had an awesome coach again. Uh, and and he, he played in Europe a bunch and he told me there was a bunch of European, you know, coaches asking about me and, and stuff. And he kept me motivated because you're right. 
there was a few times during that season where you're pissed off that you're not playing in the American League, trying to stay motivated. And he did a really good job at, at, at keeping me, you know, he's like, just keep scoring, keep doing as much as you can do. You just got to stay with it. And, and he was right because, you know, we had a great finish. We win the championship. And then I end up getting, you know, a, a really great two-year deal to the DEL. And it was, uh, it was, you know, the best thing for me at the time was to not be a little baby, just, just to keep rolling and, and that what? coach there helped with that. And that, that he, yeah, he would help with that because there are like guys like, like for me, man, I lost a bunch of weight when I was on my AHL deal. And then I get there and I, they give me no chance. Yeah. I, I rip it up in the AHL preseason, no chance. And then when I get sent down to the coast, like I am so pissed off, you know, like, so angry that like you kind of lose it right like and it would be hard to put up 128 points and in the regular season and 30 points you had a you had a lot of points that year yeah no I mean it was uh again a a great team great line mates I mean you know how how much that helps when you've got guys that can just fucking get the puck back to you and and can put it in when when you get it to them so we again we had a really strong team we had like seven guys, like I said before, that were on NHL deals playing in the fucking Central League against, you know, fucking guys that had part-time jobs on other teams. So, I mean, we, we our team was was stacked. So, we should have won the championship. There was no excuse not to, to be honest. So, what, what was the final series? Was it close? No, we sw- I mean, we, we had one tough series, like in the semifinal where we won in six. But, no, we won the finals. We swept the finals. It was. Was it a fun party when you win the finals in the sweep? Yeah, it was a uh, it was a really nice time. It was uh, our whole team went to fucking Vegas, and I got married that that night. So uh, <laughs> we, had, we had the we had the whole fucking team at the little white chapel. Everybody was was in one, and uh, Lindsay just looked at me and she's like, "We should get married tonight. I don't want to go through a, a whole wedding." And I was like, "Fuck, that's music to my ears." So we we had the whole team there. The coaches fucking walked her down the aisle, and we just fucking tied the knot right in Vegas there with it with the trophy right there. Shut up. Shut the front door. I've got a DVD and everything. So it's, uh, it, it was, uh, you know, some people talk to talk and some people walk to walk, Wally. So that's a little, example. I, you know what? I respect you and I respect your wife. That yeah. is, that's, that's, you know what? That's having a time. And there'd be a bunch of boys that night that couldn't believe what they were seeing, but that's, that's living. That's yeah, a great we, story. Thank you for telling me that in my shed tonight. That made my yeah. night. No, we were, we were living, we were, uh, we were high on life, obviously winning the championship and everyone's feeling good and you're in Vegas and you're fucking 23 and you've got this really smoking hot wife who doesn't realize that you're kind of a bum. So you just got to lock that down. You know, you got to get in realize it was just the central league, right? Exactly. She's yeah. <laughs> she hadn't quite got the letters figured out yet. You know, she's from Texas, doesn't know a lot about hockey. So maybe she looked it up and it said champions hockey league. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, now who's here? You're supposed to be in bed. Yes. Say hi to Wally. Hi. Hi, Wally. Hi. That's Wally. This is Mallory. She is one years old and she's already figured out the world. So I'm in big trouble. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. My daughter had it figured out pretty quick, too. Exactly. All right. Got to go to mommy, okay? You say bye bye to Wally. Bye bye. Bye bye. Okay. Bye bye. I got one more question before we head to Castle Deutschland is um, did you said you were on a two-year deal with Phoenix and I think we had only played one year to that point. 
Yeah, no, had the one year left and just uh, was getting uh, really good offers uh, from the DEL there uh, from Castle. And I just like, I talked to the guys in Phoenix and I was like, like, what, like, what are we doing here? Like, am I going to get a chance? And, and I just didn't like what I was hearing from them. It just felt like I was going to get, it was going to be the same AHL coach again. Yeah. Same guy again. And I was just going to get buried and I, they tried to trade me and, and they couldn't get anything that they wanted so they were just gonna kind of hold on to me and, and use me as a guy kind of when someone got hurt I would get called up type of thing maybe play 10 12 games and I was just like fuck that I don't I'm not about that so I just told them like I want out of the deal I want out of the contract and so I just I it took a little bit but my agent ended up getting getting me out of the deal getting me you know freed up and, and we went to Europe well I guess that is when our careers start intertwining this is, this is the moment you've been doing your thing and I've been doing my thing. Nothing's really meshed yet, but uh, you <laughs> had in a castle in the DEL for a big deal. Yep. Well, the year before I was playing for the Lance suit cannibals and we lost in a best of five and game five in overtime to move up to the DEL. So then castle goes to the DEL and then their big dick swinging, sending you the big tickets. And, um, that is then I move on from Lansuit, who was having some financial difficulties <laughs> well, to the beating Heim Steelers. But um, no, that like, so I had played against that team in the second league the year before. So that was their first year in the DL, right? So there's not much expectations. You guys go there. It's a sick barn. Is it not? <laughs> it's uh it, that's one way to describe it. Yeah. It's uh you, that was you like yeah. the new big, fancy arenas no i don't i don't i don't necessarily like the, the new big fancy arenas at all but i that that rink i mean i always judge arenas by the showers and it had the fucking worst showers ever like they never worked it was never hot i i mean i know it was a cool atmosphere to play in there but if i can't take a shower after practice like and feel it, clean and good and feel, exactly yeah it, it just it i still remember those showers and how dog shit they were so that that was kind of the only thing that really sucked about that place but but no, you're right. It was an old school barn. The crowd was always great in there. We weren't that good that first year, but that crowd was was awesome and supported us. And we probably won a few more games just because playing in that barn was, was so tough. Yeah, that was actually fun fact. That was where my first game in Germany was, was in Castle. Wow. Um, yeah. And then the arena and like they were awesome, right? They were the best team in the league then in the second league. Yeah. And it was packed and to see the drums and the fans standing and chanting and then all the land suit fans there, man, like you don't forget you like your first couple games in Germany with those fans. Eh? It's just so much different than North America. It's just like, I mean, and people tell you about it and they're like, you know, the atmosphere is different and, and you're like, yeah, whatever. But once you're kind of over there and those fans are just like on top of you, especially in castle behind that opposing goalie, they're just like literally looking straight down on top of the guy it's so fucking loud in there everyone's just wasted um it is there's ton. drums and flares and oh man yeah there's like yeah there's like fireworks going off and shit like smoke bombs yeah, yeah it's fucking nuts no it's it's so awesome no i i i loved like love playing in germany it they would have loved it when you were going around in that heel to heel <laughs> is that when they would did they like when you're in ravens I, we're not there yet but we in any of those teams, did they like 
they obviously must have taken a shine to you. Did they ever have like a name for you or like sing a song or like when you went around the net on the power play, were they chanting like everybody's open, everybody's open? <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I, my, my second year in castle because they had, they had a song for me, just something uh, I, I can't even remember what it was, but yeah, no, it was, yeah, you don't even I, know that guy's name from the HL. Yeah, I know. I'm a piece <laughs> of shit. You got, I mean, he, he guy almost got me to the NHL. I can't remember his fucking name exactly. Pat. Um, yeah, Pat. Patty. His name's Patty. Patty. Yeah. No, I mean, but, bud. playing Castle was awesome. Uh, great first stop in Europe. Um, I probably didn't realize at the time how awesome it was because it's like it's your first stop. So you just kind of think everywhere is like that. But yeah, I know that was uh, that's a fucking great place to play. No, you're right. And like you said, you don't realize how awesome a place is. Like when I went to Landsuit, the people, the German guys on that team, the guys from Landsuit were just the, the best yeah. going. Yeah. And it changes your whole year. Right. And you think every team's going to be like that and it's not. No. Yeah. I definitely put on a few teams in Europe that were not like that at all. And uh, yeah, no, I, I wish we had won a few more games, but it was tough. You know, you know how it is as those relegated teams coming up, you're just trying to hold your own against, against the big boys. And we did a pretty good job, but it, the, the organization, you know, took good care of us. We had beautiful apartments. We had nice cars. It was, uh, it was, it was really, you know, cool experience. Yeah, no, I, I, and I know a bunch of those guys from that team because yeah. we had lost them in the finals here before, but like, I would say the guy with the best face-off man I've ever seen in Hugo my life. Lover. There you are. Not even, I mean, I'm probably the best face-off person in the history of hockey, to be honest. I've honestly – I don't know if I saw him lose a face-off. I, I played against him, obviously, a bunch when I was in Ravensburg, and he was in Germany, and, and played against him in a few other spots. And I think I'm like 2-70 and 70 against him in draws. I mean, that's all he can do. Hugo, I hope you're watching this because that I, that's all you can do. You suck everywhere else, but you are the best face-off guy I've ever seen in my life. He can penalty kill. Well, he can block shots because he's too slow to get out of the way, if that's what you mean. <laughs> oh, I'm just looking for a thresher here in the fridge. One second. There we go. There, there we go. Thresher, Belgian whip beer. Um, okay. I know you only had 45 minutes, so we better get moving. Um Okay, so you do two years in Castle in the DEL. Way to go. I never made it there. Um, so why the hell do you, like, you you're, you led the team in scoring the first year. Yeah. Uh, pretty good year the next year. Why do you decide to go down to the second league? Because most of us down there are trying to go up, sir. <laughs> yeah, no, it was, unfortunately, the second year, uh, there was some real money problems in Castle, uh, you know, we were lucky enough to get, get our money, but we didn't get any of our bonuses. Uh, and, and things were just really looking not good. And, and the team actually ended up folding next summer. They, they didn't even have a season the next year. Um, so that was kind of the main, the main reason was my agent was an experienced guy. He'd been in Europe for a long time. He was trying to get me deals on other DL teams, but uh, you know, you know how it is. It's, it's kind of hard when you're on a shitty team to, to get to another team, no matter how good you do personally. So he just basically leveled with me and he said, I can get you, I can get a bidding war going for you in the second league. And that's what he did. He had a few of the big, the big teams all trying to get me, Schwinnigan, Biedingheim, uh, Ravensburg. And I ended up making, you know, more money in Ravensburg than I did in, in the DEL. So once I kind of got it through my head that, that, uh, you know, 
going down in the second league was going to be a little bit of a demotion, but financially we're still going to be really taken care of. I was like, fuck, let's go. Let's do it. Yeah, no, I, I get that. Um, I had similar things where it's like, well, I'm comfortable in the second league. I'm making yeah. a decent wage. If I yep. go to the DL, they, they were talking like it might be a slight pay decrease. I know. Which and, is hard to believe, right? and then it's like, well, and then you want me to play third line on probably a <laughs> shitty team. And it's like, yeah. well, how am I going to work my way up? I might work my way up to the first. There's the guys, right? They work their way up to the first line of the shitty teams. Yep. And there's the odd guy that'll get a chance in Berlin or Mannheim. But yep. for the most part, there's enough guys in North America or everywhere else in Europe that they can grab than a guy in the DL on a shitty team. Yeah, no, I think me and you had very similar kind of situations where our value was just greater in the second league than it was in the first league. You know, we just couldn't score points. Yeah. Yeah. You could, could really, really truly dominate the second league. And, and there was only maybe like four or five guys in the league that could really do that. And yeah. So teams would overpay for you to come down and, at that time in my career, I'm like, I'm already like 26, 27. I'm just like, where can I go where I get the most money? I'm, I'm like, you know, obviously I want to go to a good spot, but I, I'm, I'm looking at the numbers and I'm, I'm trying to make as much as I can. And Robinsburg uh, that year, clearly the best offer I got out of anybody in Germany. So, well, way to go. It would have been nice if you went to Beatingheim though. So I, yeah. I could have played with you and, you know, maybe stuck around, but didn't really want to anyways, that yeah. coach. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Ravensburg's a beautiful city, man. I went near there. I went and visited a guy. And then is it not called the Bowden Sea is by there? There you go. Yeah, the Bowden Sea right down there. No, beautiful spot right next to Switzerland, right next to Austria. Really, And that's really... all around the Bowden Sea, right? All on the Bowden Sea, baby. Yeah. I've been no, to the Bowden Sea. Yeah. It's a that's a really beautiful area. I mean, I at the time I I probably didn't appreciate it enough, just maybe a little too young. But as I'm, as I've gotten older, I, I, I look back and, and think, man, that we're kind of living in, in a little bit of paradise down there. So you really don't, you take it for granted what yeah. you're doing and the lives yeah. we are living and like oh, what yeah. you are oh, seeing yeah. day to day. Like now to think like we could go back and see it and be like, man, that'd be so cool. No, <laughs> we, I, we were living it daily. Me and my wife have this conversation all the time. I mean, at the I feel like at the time we did appreciate it, but I, I agree. We not we to the extent. Took, no, we definitely took definitely some things for granted for sure. Like you're living in Europe, you're playing no body contact hockey, you're getting played a shit ton of money, and and you're still. So what would you do differently? Would um, you travel more? Because I found the guys that traveled the most were the guys that were there to be tourists, and they didn't last long. Yeah, no, I mean, I traveled enough just by fucking jumping from country to country on, on the teams that I played on. So I, I, I don't necessarily mean that. I kind of just wish, like, I kind of wish, like, I had gone about it a little differently and did what some guys did in Europe was where they find a spot and they kind of lock in there. They become like a fan kind of like favorite. They maybe take a little bit of a pay cut, but they just they get in in a spot and they just lock it in for like five or six years. And I, I was always looking for the next team, the next deal, the little bit of more money. And I kind of wish I had a state in, in Robinsburg after the, after we won that championship and, and maybe played a few more years there. Cause that, that was an awesome coach, an awesome city. You know, our team was great. Um, 
I only got a little bit more money to go somewhere else. And, and looking back at it, it just wasn't worth it to leave. And it was a, I really wish I hadn't done that. Well, yeah, no, you had quite the year there. I hadn't seen much like it in the league. I'd been there for a couple of years or a few years and I'm getting back. I think, I don't know what year it is. I'm back from like my knee injury, but then I'm trying to get back in the swing of things. But, um, um, I had been the guy you could say in the league a couple of years earlier Then I had my <laughs> knee injury. And then I come back from my knee injury and I am clearly not the guy anymore. Cause you had 40 more points than me that year. No, and I went through the same thing a couple of years later. Like when I, when I was back in Ravensburg, I, I remember, remember thinking the same thing. I was like, Holy fuck, I'm 32 now. And, uh, I am not the guy anymore. These, these assholes running around that are 25 years old, they are, the guy. They are a lot better than me. What happened? I, yeah, I, well, I, it's, it, it's weird, isn't it? Yeah, it is weird. Um, okay. Next question then is uh, who'd you beat in the finals that year with Ravensburg? Oh, Schwinnigan. Yeah, that was a, that was a good series. Uh, you know, Schwinnigan was heavily favored and, we just couldn't believe that. We were like, fuck that. We're way better than these guys. And we kicked their dicks. Like, I mean, three games sweep. It wasn't. Even you close. had a hell of a team. You had that. Was it Ben Thompson? And then didn't you have that little left-handed shot that used to play in the show? Well, we had Brian Maloney, who is uh, just an amazing. A Michigan uh, State guy, right? Yeah, Michigan State guy. Benny Thompson, who is just an incredible dude and an amazing player. Freddie Cabana, who everybody knows in Germany because he's been there forever. But he was. He was an awesome player. And then Matt Kinch was our last import on defense. And he was probably the best D man in the league. So yeah, we were, we were stacked, man. We had, we had a ton of, I mean, I, I mean, look at my career. I, I got lucky. I put in a lot of really great teams with some, with some great coaches. So I was the benefit of that for sure. Sure. Yeah. You can say that. I saw the power plays you ran and everybody was open every time you got the puck. And I was like, literally we had, pregame skate we went through this shit and i and that is weird man because like i go to denmark and we're i'm in sooner yuski and you're in alborg and you fucking show up to ruin my life again right because i would have led the league in scoring if you wouldn't have shown up but you do okay so i finished second way to go you're the man um but then they're like, well, and like you're coming to the league and they're like, well, we got to worry about this guy and this guy, this guy. I'm like, you guys don't get it. He's gonna <laughs> He's going he's gonna to skate around the net with heel to heel and everybody's going to be open on the rush. He's going to skate so fucking slow that you can't believe how slow he's going. And then he's going to pull the fuck up and everybody's going to be open. That's and all I got. Time, every time I'm like, why is everybody open? What the fuck are you guys doing? I'm watching it from the bench and I'm like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Why is everybody open? Yeah, that's I only had one move, and that was if you go slow enough, you know, everybody thinks they can get you, and then as soon as they get you, just get rid of it. So that was, uh, you know, that was the only way I could play hockey when you're, when you're uh, mobile. You just sucked them in, eh? Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, I, I learned I learned pretty early in my pro career that like, you know, I'm just not gonna beat a D man wide, like there, unless unless he can't skate, I just it's not in my game. So pulling up is like the only thing I can do. And then just get ready to fucking move the puck. It's, it's, and I just never understood why you had so much space when you pulled up. Like when I would pull up, 
the guy would poke it off my stick and I'd turn it over <laughs> at the blue line. Well, but I when you would turn those. when you would turn up, then all of a sudden the D man's at the hash marks and I'm like, where are you going? I, I, I had my fair share of turnovers as well. Don't you worry. It was it was it was uh if you were if you were my coach, you had to you had to put up with a lot of the, the ugly stuff as well. So you had to have a lot of patience. I, I fully understand that. <laughs> okay. So how was it winning in uh, Ravensburg? Because when I won in Beatingheim, it was pretty much as fun as I've ever had. So what was it like winning in Ravensburg? Like the fans go absolutely Looney Tunes, don't they? Well, it was awesome. And, and the big thing with Ravensburg is they'd never won before, right? They, they, they'd been to the finals a bunch and they'd, they'd never been able to get over the line. So there was kind of like this. Neither at Beatingheim. Yeah, no, yeah, you're right. And and so there was this little kind of like thing like, oh, well, this, there's, a, there's a curse or whatever. And, and our team was able to, to get over that line. And we had an amazing coach, uh, Leon Dreisaitl, who plays for the Oilers. It was his dad. Uh, Second time he's come up as a, as a coach on this. Who was the other guy? Someone that played in Bremerhaven. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. No, he was he was a he was a tough coach, uh, but but an awesome awesome coach. And Leon used to practice with us when he was like 13 years old, uh, however old he was. And we were just like, holy fuck, get this kid out of Germany and get him to Canada because you could see even at 13, you were like, this kid is disgusting. So how big was he? He was, I mean, he wasn't, he wasn't thick, but he was like six feet tall at like 13. Like he was, but he wasn't thick. He still had like that, the little boy body, but he was just, he was so fucking good though. Like, and you could, you could just tell, like, get this guy into a country that knows how to like, you know, to, to develop hockey players. And, and they got him to the WHL a couple years later and it was the best decision they ever made for that kid. Well, he's doing okay. He's doing not bad. Like he's decent. Like he's okay. He's all right. And and the best thing is he's an awesome dude. His, his family's awesome. His dad's awesome and and could not be happier for them to be honest. So. Well, I know that's great that when, when you see good people doing good, it's way better than seeing the shitty people do good. Right. And there's so many fucking losers in hockey that, that that actually went on to, to, to do quite well because they were selfish assholes and they, they they figured it out before the rest of us that if I'm a selfish cocksucker, it's the best thing for me. And it's not maybe the best thing for, the team but and and that's actually i i completely agree uh the a lot of the guys that didn't make it were the best team guys and the guys that realized that everybody was in it for themselves early on then they 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 knew that right away right yeah no i mean i yeah it's something that i i wouldn't change about myself because it it just it's just not in my personality but holy fuck did i play with a bunch of guys that were just selfish cocksuckers and yeah you're right a lot of them went on to be in the best spot. So, you know, kudos to them. They figured that out uh, at a younger age and they went on to have a good career, but man, I just don't know if I had that in me. I, yeah, no, I know I didn't. And um, I know you didn't. And, but the thing is, is like, I wouldn't want to live that way, but like the guys that really made it, they were either like that or like, they were so confident in themselves. Right. But anyways, it's nice when good people are doing good things. So way to go Leon and the old man, but yeah, fucking awesome, awesome family, awesome kid. And, and yeah, I mean, he's playing for my Oilers. Uh, you know, there, we have a 10 year plan. Okay. We're on, we're on, we're on year 12 of the 10 year plan. I think this is the year. I, we I watched went. oil change about a decade ago. Um, it was a reality show about uh, what was it? They were oil changing because <laughs> they were going to be good soon. Right this is the year we just need a couple more first overall guys and we got it like this but it's coming this is the year i think 
no, I agree. But uh, <laughs> um, so when you win it in Germany, good time. Yep. So then you have like 30 more points than the rest of us that are grinding it out in the second league. And you go straight from the second league, which I couldn't get out of till I wasn't asked back <laughs> <laughs> to the Finnish elite league and HPK. What city is that in? It's a city called Hamanlina. It's about an hour out of Helsinki. Um, that was an awesome experience. Finland was fucking rad. Uh, the league was so good. It was, it, it was really probably the best league I played in Europe. Um, like in what way? Cause I never played a Finnish team. So like, is NHL ice. So it's all, it's, it's the same, same size ice as back in North America. So it's like you're playing in the American league. It's, it's basically, really? the, yeah, it's basically maybe even a little bit better. Maybe if there was like a league between the NHL and the uh, American league. Um, so yeah, really, really good league. They, the Finns play tough. They play just like Canadian. So it's, it's honestly like you're playing in the American league. It was, it was really, it was awesome. Yeah. When I think of like Finnish guys, I do think of like the guys that are like, like they give her like greasy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like they yeah, no, it give was, her. It was by far the most physical league I played in, in, in Europe, by, like not even close. It was big boy, tough hockey. The Finns are tough. Like they don't, nobody fucking complains about anything. It's just, uh, it was a pretty cool experience to go up there and, and be in there, but man, it was, uh, it was like one year and I'm out of here. Like I told my agent, I was like, I'm going to die if I, if I stay in this league. So I, I love the chance. I love the experience. In what fuck. way? Like, were the, what were the training camps like with your body? And like, cause I think of my body and I've heard of KHL training camps and some of the shit you got to do. I don't yeah. think I could actually do it. My no, body I mean, wouldn't allow me. Yeah, no, I was, I mean, I, I, I kind of got the heads up on that and that was the hardest I ever worked in the summer. So I was, I mean, my body didn't look great, obviously, but I was in good shape and I was, fine. I, I know what you mean by that. You know what I mean? I have been in great shape. Yeah. I may not look like it, yes. but I can skate all day. Exactly. And I did good on the fitness test there and, and, and everything was fine, but uh, yeah, no, I didn't look like I was a professional athlete, but, but. But no, it sucks when nobody believes you're a hockey player. Doesn't exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, that, that people in Finland would just look at me and they'd be like, you sure? Are you, you uh, you're the import we brought? <laughs> you're sure <laughs> this team's fucked this year. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, it was, it was just like, it was just so hard during the weeks, like the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, like practices and the weight training was just fucking such overkill. Like it'd be February and you'd be, it'd be Tuesday and you'd be, doing fucking 300 pound back squats like six sets of six and it's just like what are we doing guys like oh there it's probably still like that because from what i understand in germany things haven't changed that much either but like everybody thought by doing more was better right yeah in no, Germany, that's what it was. If you did more, it was better. And then you could tell the sponsors, well, guess what? I made them run eight, 400 meters today. So they're yeah. going to be in shape come Sunday. And now like literally every like sat, like science and data that's been done, like everywhere is just showing like the value of rest and how recovery. <laughs> yeah. And recovery and like how underused it's been for so many years. And I just, I just think like, holy fuck, if I could have just like had a couple of those years in Europe where I just wasn't dog shit tired going into every game. It would have just helped, but it's just a different, different culture, different way of doing it. You had to either fucking do it or you, you were fired. 
Yeah, yeah, you had to adapt to the way they did things. There's no doubt. Yeah. And uh, yeah, okay. So you Finland, um, they love saunas. Did you get into the sauna game at all? Uh, that that my life changed because of the the my sauna ex- experience in Finland. I I to this day am addicted to saunas and fully embrace the sauna life. Um, yeah, I'd never really done them before and wasn't really into them, but playing there, they there was like a schedule like you had to go in them every day, like at a certain time of day. My apartment had like a fucking unreal sauna like built into it. Like that, they're just kind of like how a, a you know, your apartment comes like with a dishwasher in North America, your apartment in Finland just comes with a sauna. It's just in everywhere. So yeah, big believer in the sauna game. Absolutely love them. No, I, I completely agree. They're the best thing ever. Um, fun fact. I uh, bought one on the spit and swap on Facebook or the wife did here early yeah. COVID the infrared ones. It's just a little two seater. It's just like a little piece of crap, but uh, 500 bucks. And I got yeah, a sauna. No, I mean, we're we're in the process right now of, of probably moving uh, in a few months here to 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 our next house. And I've already told the wife, I was like, I, I need a fucking sauna in my house. Like, if if we have to just not have a backyard, like whatever I have to sacrifice, I need a sauna in my house. Well, you can buy these ones. Like, mine just hooks up electrically, and it's just a little two seater infrared. But uh, it's not like the fifteen minute sauna. It's like a full hour. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I'm down for whatever, but like, I mean, it's a good sweat. You don't have to exercise. That's what I'm saying. Like, I just do not want to work out anymore. And I just want a quick way to get, not the, at booze, all. get the booze out of my system as soon as possible. So I'm Boom. ready to rock. And the sauna is, is the key. To that. Oh, so you learned that too. Eh? I did learn. Okay. Fair enough. Moving out of Finland then yeah. <laughs> we are now heading to Zagreb, Croatia. So do you have the same agent for all these countries and different deals? Yeah, no. And, and he kind of like just kept asking me like every year, he was like, what do you, what do you want to do? And I was like, I just want to go where I get the most money. And, and as bad as that sounds, it's just the truth. I was just like, well, and that's yep. the biggest factor, unless you're going somewhere that you know, or that you're very comfortable. Yeah. What else is there swaying you that much? Unless people tell you. Yeah, no, once I made the break from Robinsburg, which I kind of said before, I wish I had to stay, but once I kind of made the break from there and went to Finland and was starting to get kind of like some interest from other European leagues, I just told my agent, I was like, for these next few years, like, I just, I'm just trying to make as much as I can. I don't, I, I probably only have three or four good years left in me. Let's just try to capitalize and make as much as I can. And stupidly, uh, you know, I'd been told that, you know, that team in Croatia wasn't exactly the most, uh, you know, financially stable place, but they offered me such a fucking ridiculous deal that I just jumped at it and, you know, only lasted there a few months because they just, they wouldn't pay us. You know, it was just a, it was just a, I know there's a lot of teams in Europe that have have been like this, but this was the biggest gong show I'd seen. And they, so they sign guys to big deals and then you get there and you're not getting paid. So it's like, yeah. Why'd you yeah, you're like, oh, you're like, it won't happen to me. It won't happen to me. And then it's like the first check comes in and it's like half and, you know, and they're giving you cash, like in the backseat of a car, like in a parking lot. And you're just like, where the fuck am I? So yeah, didn't last there too long. Got, got on the horn of the agent and was just like, yeah, this, uh, this place might not work out for me. Okay. Next question. Then I know you weren't there long though. Uh, Croatian food. What, what, what do they eat there? 
Croatian food, I mean, from what I remember, like, it was really good. And, and I really actually loved that country. Like, the chicks there were fucking unbelievable. All the dudes were just gross looking, walking around with fanny packs. And you just got these rocket broads, like, everywhere. So my wife wanted out of there as soon as possible as well. I don't blame her at all. But, uh, no, I mean, Croatia is a, a fucking wicked country. I loved it. Like, I thought it's it was- like beautiful cities, right? Like, that city's beautiful. Yeah, I mean, the coastline's, like, amazing. Like, it's a... It's a it's a really really cool beautiful place. It's just they don't have laws. Like if if you have a contract, it just doesn't matter. So it's a little bit of a not you know it's not like a normal society. It's a little bit of the wild west. Right. Yeah. It's getting a bit. Yeah. I understand. I'm not gonna. Yeah. Probably sensitive. Saves too much. <laughs> so um, <laughs> uh, I'm not sure. You know, just us at the shed. Sometimes exactly. I forget that there's people listening. Yeah. Um, but like I played with some great Croatian dudes, Sinasa Martinovic in Biedenheim. Yeah, awesome. Yep. Uh, did you play with him? He was a goalie in Schwenigen. Yeah, I played with him in, I, I, that year. Actually, when I left, uh, when I left uh, Croatia, I went and signed with Schwenigen. He was our he was our tender that year. He was the fucking awesome guy. Yeah, man, and we won the championship with him in Beatingheim. Yeah, um, yeah uh, beauty should have him on, eh? Talk he's about great, Croatia. Yeah, no, he's, he's a he's a great dude. He's a yeah. I mean, that team in Schwinnigan, we 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 had a lot of good dudes on that team as well. And 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 he was. Yeah. I know. I got sidetracked again, though. You said um, a bunch of guys with hot girls, and it like didn't make sense. And you said that about Croatia when yeah. we went to Germany, man. And like, we were like in our twenties, maybe whatever. And you're seeing like the 20 year olds and like the, like you'd see like what, who the pretty girls were with. It was so different than in Canada, man, yeah. in Canada, they'd be with like the hockey dudes yeah. or the baseball players or yeah. like athletes over there. The pretty girls were with a dude with like a foot tall green mohawk <laughs> and tight pants with rips in them, right? Yeah, no, I mean, to each their own, right? I'm not judging anybody, but holy fuck, yes, I totally know what you mean. It was, uh, and yeah, they're judging I mean, us for wearing flip flops. Yeah, I mean, yeah, no, it was, uh, you, you kind of learn pretty quickly playing in Europe in, in certain countries that hockey is just not on the radar at all. Uh, you're just kind of like, <laughs> A guy that maybe is playing some kind of pro sport, but probably not. It, it, so, yes, that was definitely uh, also my experience is that a few of the countries I played in. But it wasn't uh, even that they weren't into hockey players. It was what they were into were the guys that were <laughs> like the most outrageous looking folks going. And you're like, how does this work? <laughs> You, you, know? should seen, you should have seen Croatia, man. Croatia was wild. Like the, the broads there were all just fucking rocket tens. Navigating every, lieutenant. Every single dude there had a fucking mullet and a fanny pack and looked like he worked at fucking, you know, at a, at a trailer park. And then these guys would be walking around with these rockets. And I was just like, what the fuck is going on in this country? So again, money talks is probably the answer. Well, money can talk. Um, <laughs> and I've never been to Croatia. You should go. Um, I really would. Would I wish I would have when I was over there. We talked it's, about all the things I wish I would have done. That was one of them. Go to Croatia. 
Maybe don't sign with any of the professional hockey teams there, but definitely go for like one week. It's a great spot. Well, maybe things are all better now because they're in the KHL and they're paying people even more money now. They they got kicked out of the KHL. Oh, I don't know. I can't keep track, man. I'm just in my shed. (laughs) So they're not in the KHL anymore? They don't even have a team? No, I mean, I think think they're back in like either the Croatian or they might be back in the Austrian league. I'm not sure. But no, they got fucking booted from the KHL. They fucking, they weren't even, they weren't paying their guys there either. (laughs) That whole, that, that whole place is just a fucking scam. But beautiful. (laughs) But rocket broads everywhere. Beautiful coastline. Great fanny packs. Yeah. A lot of fanny packs though. Um, Okay. Next question. (laughs) Uh, That is when you leave there to ruin my life again so <laughs> you keep leaving places to ruin my life so no that's not that might be one of the first times um so you leave there to play for schwinnigan and um i'm having a trying year this is my first year out of beating um i thought i was like gonna be the guy there they bring in a new coach doesn't i'm not his cup of tea right yeah not yeah, I know at all that I, I i feel you on that one yeah, so I'm not his cup of tea. I go to Hellbron, and we're having a trying year. But we turn things around. We make the playoffs. Yeah. And then you go to Schwinn again, and you just start dominating the league again. And I remember this series. We, uh, yeah, we lost to you. You guys were tough to beat, though. You guys had Fabio, a good buddy of mine. Uh, hey, Adriano, his brother. Yeah, love those guys. And, and I got to play with them uh, a couple years before in, in Castle, so I knew them well. Um, but yeah, no, you guys were fucking, you guys were a tough team to beat. You guys were scrappy for sure. Yeah. Well, I just remember you flopping a couple times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You'd like, you'd give me a little jab in the nuts and then I give you like just a little tickle under the chin and you just hit the floor and I'd be like, dude, you're a fucking North American stand <laughs> up. And you'd be I- like, Oh, are we on the power play now? And then you'd skate around with your fucking duck feet, and I'm standing in the penalty box. Fuck me. I'd been in Europe for too long. I got, I, 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 I turned, turned soft. It was a. Uh, you turned soccer, not soft. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> God, yeah. it fucking pissed me off that one time you did it in the playoffs too, and then I got the penalty. I'm like, I don't even get penalties. I didn't even do anything. You flop and lay it around. Fuck. Yeah, no, that uh, playing dirty, that sounds like me. Yeah, fucking fuck. Yeah, I'm no, I, so no, I, it's I can, fine. It's I fine. I, I actually am glad that all happened and we lost because that team was toxic and I'm glad I got out of there. <laughs> <laughs> fucking brutal. Get me um, out of here. Seriously, brutal sticks too. Um, but no, you were doing good there too. So you guys almost won it there too. And you had like, whatever, your two points game, blah, blah, blah. Everybody's open on the power play. And um, you guys, who did you lose? Who'd you lose to? We lost to Beatingheim in the final. Oh, uh, shut up. No, don't say that. Yeah. No, I, I, I remember that. that now. Cause I, I, yeah. Uh, the year after I leave and the coach is like, yeah, we don't need him back. Then they win it with their Slovenian imports, right? That was a weird, weird year because, like, we all hated our coach in Schwinnigan because he was a fucking loser. And they all hated their coach in Beatingheim because he was a fucking loser. So you got the two teams in the finals that, like, both fucking hate their coach. But have the biggest budgets in the league. So, yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Two teams that, yeah, have all the best Germans. We've got really good imports. Yeah, it's just two two environments that I think were very much the same where the the players – fucking hated coming to the rink every day but we're just we were so loaded that we just 
You couldn't Somehow. lose. Yeah, exactly. Couldn't lose. No, like but... in beating Hyman, we won the championship. Our coach was a absolute gong show. Yeah. But you couldn't lose because of the money you had poured into that team. That Like our team was that good. Nobody could yeah. beat us. Yeah, no, those European teams, they can do that. There's just no rules. You can, your budget can be whatever you want. And yeah, like if you're just so good, it doesn't even matter if, like I said before, if fucking monkeys coaching the team, you're still going to win if you've got enough talent. So that, that year was, was kind of a weird year just because we were so good, but fuck, we hated that coach so much that we, it kind of, it cost us in the finals. We just didn't have that little extra to, to do it because everybody just fucking hated the guy so much. I try, I, I, I should know the coach because I was playing against you in the playoffs, but it wasn't my pat. So I don't really feel bad. Yeah. Um, so moving on. Nice. Um, you lost to beating That sucks. Cause I hated that little redhead <laughs> fuck too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways, you dominated us and the Falcons and uh, the next year you got to tell me about Oscar Zam and the Elsvenskan League, because I never played against any Swedish teams. Well, I take a pee. Keep talking. Do it. Yeah, I mean, Sweden was awesome. Uh, that was just a, a tough situation for me. That was a dose of reality. Uh, you know, went there expecting things to, to go one way, and I just didn't perform. That, that, that one was on me, and I just straight up got fired. Like, just that league was fast and, uh, and fucking, I don't know. I just didn't... Uh, I didn't fit in in that league. The way I played didn't work, and they just gassed me in, in, in December, and I don't blame them one bit, to be honest. Just keep talking. I mean, I talked a little bit about playing in Sweden, but I kind of – There was some dead space for about 10 seconds there. Ah, uh, they'll be fine. They know all about it after this point. <laughs> this is episode 70, I think. Oh, I wanted 69, but I'll take 70. That's fine. I'm good. Yeah, no, you weren't allowed to have 69. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you played in Sweden. You left. You talked about that then, I guess. So then yeah, I just got just got straight up fired out of there. It just wasn't a good fit, and that and I don't. It was oh, so you got straight up fired. I thought maybe you decided to leave to come ruin my life again. No, that was just a straight up. But I mean, that was I mean that was a little bit of a double dip that year. You know, got gassed out of Sweden. But I mean, how much agent, do they give you when you get gassed? Well, I had an I had a fucking awesome buyout. My my agent who who was really good to me all those years over there. You know, I had I. I think they ended up giving me like an extra 40k euro on top of it for buyout. So 40k to leave in December. That's what I made a year. What the fuck? I know, I know. It was a, it was an awesome deal that well, I mean, that's their fault too though. They signed me to that deal and 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 they they shouldn't have. But my agent was was smart. He always had good buyouts in there for me just in case anything happened, but yeah, this that guy was sounds a, uh this guy sounds good. Uh there's no great. There's no free ad, so if he wants to sponsor an episode, yep. I'll I'll let everybody know his name. <laughs> I like it. No, yeah, I, I yeah, fuck him. He doesn't. I, I'm just kidding. I actually. No, but don't yeah, care. he was he was a Swedish guy, and he was awesome, and he took care of me. So you had a Swedish guy the whole time. Swedish guy the whole time I was over there. Yeah, he was great. He was connected like everywhere. And but so yeah. then, when you're in North America, did you get a Swedish guy, or did was it your North American guy? Yeah, my North American guy, th this guy was like his European kind of partner. And they kind of like... Oh, so they're all part of the big, big firm. Yeah, no, I, yeah. Or or they were just kind of like two guys that... Honestly, it was just two guys that knew each other. Like anytime 
the guy in the Europe had a European client that was going to go to North America. Then the, the North American guy would maybe swoop in and take him and vice versa. All the guys in North America that were going to Europe, this guy would, would take. So they had kind of a deal worked out. Jeepers. They sound like swingers. They probably were. That few of the nights I had out with my agent in Europe, I wouldn't believe, I would 100% guarantee he was a swinger. So that, that sounds about right. Well, sounds like, yeah, they were sharing some shit. <laughs> Moving on. Okay. Where are we? Alborg, you came and ruined my life again. So this is what happens. You want to hear the story? Yeah. Um, I used to be the guy in the second league in Germany. Um, hurt my knee for a year. Come back. You're there. Clearly not the guy. Not the guy at all. 40 points behind the guy. Um, then you leave. Everybody's like, geez, wish we still had guys like that in the league. And then uh, – they're like, yeah, don't need you. There's other people out there. And we're like, okay, moving on. Head to Denmark. Try and get away from you. I'm leaving. Nowhere near you. I'm in Denmark. I'm second, third. You know, I'm up there top five in the league in scoring. I'm grinding away. Uh, me and Corey Quirk, um, yep. there's four of us, top four scorers in the league. We're all pretty close. And then the other two, other than me and Quirky, the other two, bet against their own team and get kicked out of the league and i'm like lay up i don't even care if i finish second if i if i finish first that's cool but if i finish second my teammate leads the league in scoring well sure enough you and your fucking milk bag body show up in denmark with the allborg pirates of all places and um i i guess you gave me a like a 10 game head start in a 40 game season. Yeah, no, it was, uh, it was, you beat, it was a little, you, be, you beat me by 15 points. It was a little mountain to climb that one. Yeah. Coming in, coming in late, but, uh, yeah, that was, that was a really fun, fun year playing in Alborg. I, oh, I did you have a good time? Yeah. I had, a, I had a, you know what? I had a great time. I actually had like an amazing time that year. And, and, uh, but you, I mean, you guys still beat us in playoffs though. So you got the last laugh. No, I'm just kidding. I actually, yeah, we won the championship. We won gold helmets. Um, speaking of having a good time, um, I don't care if you led the league in scoring, but your power play, Mark Durlago, Casper Dine, everybody, yeah. everybody always open. Durlago was an awesome guy to play with. He was very similar to Chris Menard, like just always around just, the net, ready to go. Just stick up like, yeah, just awesome one-timer um yeah they are similar players eh around Very the net, good shots yep great shots could always could find those rebounds around the net I feel like I could never do that in hockey like if I was ever in front of the net and there was a rebound I could never find it and Derlego like anytime there was a rebound he'd bang it in he was just so fucking good at that yeah no he he put up a lot of goals that year I don't know why you might <laughs> have something to do with it but um awesome no that no it, that but... yeah you guys had a good group of guys because you know casper i won the championship in beatingheim with him yeah he's he a, was he's a, a beauty he's a fucking great dude he was our captain he was a a really awesome guy to play with and a really really good dude so yeah no i had again anytime and this is probably similar for you but like anytime i got put with line mates that were like fast and like could 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 shoot yeah i mean it's gonna work so was right? that your line you him and Durlago? Yeah, that was our line. Yeah, so you got you and him. He's a left-handed shot, skilled yep. passer. And yep. then you got Durlago going to the net. Yeah, no, that would work. 
Yeah, it worked. It worked really good. And we just didn't have the depth that you guys had. That's why you guys beat us so easily in, in playoffs. But yeah, no, our first line was, uh, was fucking strong, but that's, that, unfortunately that's kind of all we had. Yeah, no, I just thought it was funny that like, I used to think I was like a scorer and I put up a lot of points and then I like every league I went to and I'm doing good, then you'd show up and just shatter my world. And then I'm in Denmark and I'm like, okay, I got this one. The two guys are betting against their own team. We got this. Yeah. And then Quirky and I tie with like, I think it was like 40 something, 46. I don't know what it was, Yeah. but you 56. I don't know what I got, but you had a lot more points than me that year. And I even gave you, gave me a head start. Yeah, no, it was, uh, it was it was it was a, it was a fun time. It was a fun year. I had a good time. I just still haven't figured out why everybody's always open. I like seriously. I don't <laughs> get it. Never have. Every time I played against you, I'd be like, Jesus Christ! I'm working so hard to find one guy open, and every time he fucking skates around the net, I'm like, they're all open. Where yeah. is our defense? Moving on. Moving don't on. want to talk about it anymore. Yeah. Because we won it. And won the gold helmet, which I probably have around here somewhere. Should be it should be framed or hanging up somewhere. That's uh, Uh, a oh no, it is right here actually. Yeah, look at this. Hey, you might have led the league in scoring, but (laughs) I got a gold helmet with I. Once I get the posters uh, printed off here in the shed, then uh, then you'll be able to see the stuff like that. But anyways, moving on. Okay, Allborg, you did really good. Way to go. Um, but you lost. Yes. Finally beat you. Long time coming. Long time coming. Yep. Yep. Back to Ravensburg. Yeah. Back to to Ravensburg for a new coach. Yeah. New coach there. New everything. New, new GM, new coach, new, all all the guys, all the players are gone. That year kind of sucked. Like we just, we weren't, we were very average. Uh, you know, that was just, did they still have a good budget? Budget was okay. Yeah, I, I had decent salary that year, but but not as much as I was obviously making in the past. And and that was when it kind of that was the first year it hit me where I was like, "You're on your decline." As soon as I you am, start making less money, and you're like, yeah. "That's yeah, yeah." I I just turned like thirty or thirty one, and I was like, "Man, I was like, this is getting hard, and this isn't as much fun anymore." And that that's that I I kind of knew after that year I I needed to I wanted to finish somewhere like on a positive and and that's how I ended up in, in Scotland just because I knew Finner, I knew Stefan Meyer, I knew Matt Keith and I wanted to play with guys that like I knew and I liked and you know that that last that last year in Ravensburg was a real eye opener. I was like, I think I'm kind of done with mainland Europe. It's it's time to go to the UK and and, and uh and enjoy my last couple of years, you know. So um yeah, we may as well move on then because yeah. you have a different coach and different players and it's just not as fun and you're not as good. Yeah. Um, yes. Okay. So you go to the Brayhead clan, or I guess now they're called the Glasgow clan. Yep. It seems like a great place to live. Great yep. place to play hockey. Yep. I only went there like, I think a weekend or two while I was in Cardiff, but it seemed like the the team with Finner as the coach, I don't know him, but his team seemed to be guys that got along, that were all in it together. That Finner Finner's just like a guy from Alberta, Western Canadian dude who is just like 
a fucking he's just like a good dude like that there's just no other way to describe him like he he's just a he's, he's a smart hockey guy but he's just a fucking good dude like he he was really hard on me too even as like an older guy he benched me like a bunch but he would always like you know talk to me and and, and try to get the best out of me and I feel like a lot of coaches I had in Europe like never really made the effort to kind of like do that and he was one of the few that that really kind of cared about his players and 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 I, I mean, when they when they when they fired him out of Brayhead, I was just like, "What the fuck are you guys doing? Like, this is just this is so stupid. You're losing one of the best coaches in the league." But I mean, I know how it goes. Sometimes your your time comes and it's it's time to to move on. But man, he was for my last two years to play for a guy like that. Uh, it was just the uh, the perfect way for me to kind of finish it off because he was he was awesome. I was the same like when I went to Cardiff and like you have those coaches that are in Europe um, and then you get to yeah. the uh, EIHL and you get like some Canadian boys and you get some coaches that yeah I guess grew up with similar backgrounds and yourself right and they're not trying to do it for the fans or the sponsors they're not they're not like there would be coaches over in Germany that would straight up lie and oh. like say shit to fans right. and the right. media. And then you show up to practice the next day and they're like, well, no, like I just said that because of this. And you're like, who the, like, what the fuck are you like taught? What? Yeah, no, I totally, I totally get it. And, and that was like, I had a, you know, I had a little bit of hesitancy coming to the UK just because, you know, I, I didn't really know what type of league it was and, 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 who was going to be in charge of the team up there and talking to Stefan Meyer, who was a real good buddy of mine from, from way back in the day, he was like, man, and Schwinnigan, like, right? Well, I, I knew him all the way from Notre Dame. We went to Notre Dame together, like way back in the day. So I, I'd known Mizey for forever. And, and then you uh, were in Schwinnigan, Schwinnigan together, right? Yeah, like I played yeah, against right. both of you, right? Yeah. Yeah. Was there with him in Schwinnigan, but uh, he was like, man, he's like, the league's fucking good. It's not the same as it was like 10, 20 years ago. There's a lot of good players there's nice buildings. It's fucking, it's legit. And I was like, okay, I'll, I'll give it a shot. And I'm so happy that he told me that because I really enjoyed my last two years uh, playing in the UK. And I was really surprised at how, how good the league was. So it was, it was a good way to finish. I agree. I, I, I thought it, the league was way better than, yeah. uh, than I was anticipating. Right. And uh well, I mean, I knew some of the guys that went there like back in the day and I was like, fuck, like these guys are brutal. Like this league's going to be a, a gong show. And I, and I think it, I think at one time it kind of was, I, I think, yeah. but I, I think the league really transformed itself and, you know, some of the teams really invested some money and, and now, I mean, like when I played in, in Brayhead, like we fucking beat, we beat fucking what, what's their name from the DEL in the champions league. Like we beat a fucking DEL team in the champions league like that. That, there's no way that would have happened 10, 10, 15 years well, ago. Well, Cardiff just beat a Swiss A team this week. They just beat Lausanne. Yeah, no, and I don't I'm not surprised because I, I think I think the gap is closing. I think the the, the UK teams are are getting better every year. And and hopefully, you know, at one point if, if they keep investing, you know, they're gonna be as good as any of those leagues. Yeah. And uh, I was just curious, last question of the night. I know you're busy with all the kids and all that crap you got going on. You got it. Okay. Last question. How do you shut it down when you're still one of the leading scorers in every league you play in? Yeah, no, I mean, it just, uh, that last year, uh, 
was just so hard. Like, and, I, and I'm, and I don't know if you went through it, but just for me, like, I was just, I was just hurt like every day. Like, I and just the practices I was, and like getting ready for it and trying to stretch and roll out and like trying to not be in pain every day, right? I just couldn't, I just couldn't justify it anymore. You know, like, and this might sound terrible to say, but I, I don't care. This is the honest truth. For the amount of money that I was being paid, I just didn't think what I was going through, I, I couldn't justify it anymore. I was just in so much pain and in, in so much discomfort every day. And for the, the check that I was getting every two weeks, I was just like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, I love playing. I love the coach. I love the team. Everything's great. But I need to be getting paid a little bit more money to justify this. And I, I don't care if that sounds terrible. That's the fucking truth. Well, and everybody gets to that point. And it's like, if you're not making what you think you should, then it's time to bow out. Right. Like, and everybody gets to that age at a different point and it's whether or not you're making enough money, how hurt you are, your family situation, what other yeah. opportunities you have. There's so much shit to it, but no, but like, but to answer your question, like in, in another way, like, yeah, if I, if, if I felt financially, if I could have, you know, earned, uh, you know, significantly more than, than I was making. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. I would have played a couple more years. Absolutely. I still had some stuff left in the tank, but just, just, you know, just the realities of life and the and finances and, and, and all that stuff. It was just like, man, I, I don't know if I can put myself through this for, for this, for this anymore. And, and it was just, I, I was at peace with it just because I finished. Well, that's on a good. High- yeah. yeah no, high- and that's awesome. That like you had good years. You had good, you had, you, you didn't wait too long. You yeah. play, you were still a high end player right till the end. Um, I just, it's interesting for me because I had the knee injury that takes me out of it. So I literally had no other choice, but to join the real world and like, to yeah. see a guy end that had somewhat yeah. of a similar career than me um, just ended after like almost 70 points in the UK league is like, huh, that's got to be hard. Well, and I don't, I don't want to, and that's why I don't want to come off as like an asshole or, or sound like a, a arrogant or anything like that. It, it, because you're right. Someone like you who, who might not have, you know, had the choice to, to shut her down. That, that's a little unfair to you. But uh, that, no, that, no, I, everybody has their own decisions and we're yeah. all around the same age. And I actually, you get around that age, man. Like, I don't know if hanging on any longer is a good idea, but I mean, yeah. everybody to each their own. And, and honestly, like uh, uh, another big reason was like the fucking league was just getting like too good. Like, honestly, like I, even my, I noticed a difference from my first year to my second year. I like, the first year I felt like you could get away with a few of those games and you didn't even have to fucking break a sweat and you could get a couple points here and there. And then the next year I felt like all the guys that came from Europe or North America were bigger, stronger and faster. And I was just like, fuck if I said, if the third year is going to be even worse, I'm not going to make it through this. So I'm just going to like, I'm going to get out now before shit gets bad. (laughs) No, I like, it's good that man seeing the career you've had and like, you, you've led the East Coast in scoring, the Central Hockey League in scoring, the Second League in Germany in scoring, the Danish League in scoring. Like, I, I don't know. I, I mean, and you won championships in most of those places. Like, usually in hockey, yeah. when you lead leagues in scoring and win championships, you move up. I just always found, like, your case interesting because, like, 
I, I just, I always, I like watching power plays. That's what I was always into. Cause that's what I did. And then I'd see your power plays and I'd see what you do. Cause yeah. I know it wasn't the coach setting it up because everywhere I went and played against you, I'm like, he's doing the same fucking thing again. <laughs> yeah, no, I, uh, I appreciate the kind words and yeah, no, I, I look back at, at my career, uh, you know, could I could I have worked a little bit harder when I was younger and would have things gone a little bit differently? Yes, of course. But you don't really realize that until you're older. But no, I I think I did as about as good as I could with, a, you know, being a fat and slow five foot ten guy. I, I got as most out of it as I as I could. And it was a, it was a, like you said before, you go you go to Europe. It's great life experience. You meet amazing people from all over the world. And uh, it's it's unbelievable that you even get paid to do that. So, yeah, it was a, it was a blast. No, I agree. And I like, thank you so much for coming on. I know you're a busy guy with everything yeah. you got going on. You got the yeah. kids needing dad and yeah. like, that's very regular on this pod. Everybody, yeah. you know, it. we're all busy boys, but like, thank you so much for making the time because uh, I'm just glad that I'm not in a league now that like, you're going to show up and be like, <laughs> Hey, I'm here now. Um, I'm going to lead the league in scoring. I'm the guy now. And then I would be there like, shoot. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, no, it's, uh, it was, it was fun playing against you. Uh, you know, I, I feel the same way too. You were always, uh, you know, a, we were a, always, well, you know what, you would lead the league, but I'd be up there in the top 10. No, I, I no. And I, and I know you're putting it on for the, for the, for the show and, and I appreciate it. You're being real nice, but no, you were, every every bit of the player i was and you were always a, an issue for our side too so i uh, we were totally different totally different <laughs> yeah, right. same both power play guys but the way you did it the way i did it it was different man it was it was different yeah no i mean but uh at the end of the day we both got it done right that's all that matters well it wasn't like i actually like i really enjoyed watching you run a power play i really did yeah. i like even when I was like, it would be hard if like we would lose the game, but like every time when you came to Denmark and I saw what you changed in Alborg, like they weren't running a power play, anything like that. They were brutal. And then you show up and it's like, watch this guy just make everybody open. And I'm sitting there on the bench, not penalty killing and going, yep, they're all open every guy. And then it was like, which guy should I pass it to to one time in the net this time? No, you're too kind, but yeah, no, I mean, power play is uh, my bread and butter. And uh, yeah, if there was only like a guy on each NHL team that would just play the power play, I would have, you know, that, if that, if that spot existed in some other alternative reality, I might've had a different career, but you're right. Five on five. I was always a little bit of a, not a little bit of a big time defensive liability, but power play was, was my bread and butter for sure. Oh, no, like Ben, the, the career you put together, that's awesome. Um, and thank you so much for coming on i know you're a busy boy and um this has been another episode of two ales and hockey tales with levy and wally thanks some people clap on a one and three some people clap on a two and four some people don't join at all because they got no rhythm and that's all right some people they drink too much some people don't drink enough some people are just like me i hope y'all forgive them i'm like scott i'm a girl band i'm like
I'm not for it.